What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. And I'm looking at something a little different right now. I got the quad box up. I feel like Scott Hansen. Dino is back on the pod. Uh, a long hiatus. He was, I don't know what he was doing, honestly, but not doing his job. We also have Chris Lucas back. Fellas, how are we feeling? I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed right now with, with the four of us looking at each other. Yeah, we haven't had a foursome in a minute, at least not uh, on camera. Hey, but uh, it's yeah. always on camera. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, but it's going to be a fucking good app. Uh, we got some fucking sick college games and then obviously the uh, the big matchup in the NFL. But I have to talk some college ball first. You know, how we doing? Oh, we're doing fucking great. It's great to be back. Might need to shake off some rust. But, you know, I'll be best in the biz after a few minutes uh, per usual, of course. Chris is here, so I'm a little extra horny than usual. So expect some fucking zany and wacky-ass quotes to be said by your boy. But other than that, I'll pass it over to Chris. And last but not least, my Zoom name, which is always very coveted and, and should be told every time, is, of course, Chris's Toilet. It has correct pronunciation. Uh, not pronunciation. Correct punctuation punctuation yes with a apostrophe after chris implying uh you know possession honored honored to be here guys um you know th- jacked up for a rivalry week uh, excited to talk some ball here all right fellas let's get right into it obviously the two massive games this week um in the sec we're gonna start number one tennessee at number three, Georgia. Georgia, an eight-point favorite right now. Um, Tennessee coming off a win against Kentucky. Really nice game for them, and especially for their defense that I feel like really needed a statement game like that. Um, Georgia handling Florida in a neutral site. Ray, this is for the pretty much possession of the SEC East right now. Uh, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, this this game is actually making the playoff rankings revealed to Tuesday completely irrelevant because one of these teams is going to be kind of uh, shit out of luck. They're going to need some help. I'm super pumped to see this game, just the uh, dichotomy between fucking Tennessee's high-powered offense and uh, Georgia's fucking deep and just super talented defense. Uh, Georgia falling at three in the rankings was pretty uh, surprising to me, at least. I thought they were. it's going to be a one-two matchup. Uh, I'm just really, really excited to see how um, Tennessee's offense does against this defense because I've been saying it legitimately every time we talk about Tennessee. If their offensive line keeps a hooker clean, they'll be good. If, 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 and every week they just continue to fucking dominate. Right. Unfortunate for uh, for Georgia. Nolan Smith out for the year, torn peck. Um, so big leader on their defense. Um Arguably their best defensive player not playing in this game. Dean. Can I hand up, hand up? No. Sure. No, no, Nolan Smith is not their best player on defense. I'm just going to say that right now. I think, honestly, I heard him like in a top 15 in a mock draft today. I think that's kind of outrageous. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he um, belongs at like hyped up like that. But give it to Dean. Let me hear what Dean says. Sure, let me hear what Dean says. Um, am I? I'm good. I'm here. I don't know why, but I was just muted for a second. But I was gonna say, were you about to say some extremely bold statement where it isn't Jalen Carter either? I don't know why you he, had this he, dumb look on your face. Oh, me? Yeah. No, it's just my face. Okay, cool. I was just checking. Yeah. I was just checking because I'm still I'm still taken aback by it after all these years. But anyway, uh, I totally <laughs> agree. 
uh, that, you know, the best player on that defense is still Jalen Carter. He's, he's obviously been battling some injuries uh, throughout the course of this year, missed a two, two and a half games, but the name of the game here is obviously he's number one versus number three. And that's going to be about this line and Georgia about negative eight. Oh, it is Thursday night right now, eight twenty-four, And now at most prominent shops, it's actually at negative seven and a half. Who knows? It might even test that key number of seven. I know a lot of people are obviously betting Tennessee. That's, I think I saw a graphic where they have about 90% of the money on them right now, but. Wait, who does? Tennessee. Tennessee has about 90, 90% of the yeah. them right now. I um, think I saw 82, but still crazy. Yeah. I, I, I think it was at 89% when I saw it. So I just rounded. I, I kind of hate that, but okay. Keep yeah, going. I do too. But I think it's very warranted because whether you want to say he's the best defensive player or not, it does not matter because even their best defensive player is not going to be hundred percent. They've rumored to have him on a snap count for this game. And now I'm obviously talking about Jalen Carter. And obviously, Nolan Smith is a huge, huge, huge loss. If they can't get to Hendon Hooker, that could be a problem. And this could be just really tight or just a Tennessee game. I'm definitely staying away from it. Chris, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, Dean took a little bit of the sales out of my win there. Everybody and their mother is on Tennessee that I've talked to this week. I, I, I was going to quote that same set. I think I probably saw the same uh, thing there, Dean. 90% of the handle um, coming in on Tennessee. Uh, and a little bit of the money coming in on the over, too. I, I saw the total come up a bit, um, which I tend to agree with. I, I think Tennessee's offense is still going to be able to move the ball. Um, I think this is Hendon Hooker's opportunity to secure the Heisman if he comes out here and balls against Georgia. I think it's it's his at that point. Um, so maybe the first half over will be something that I'll, I'll be looking for in my card. We'll get to that later. Um, quickly, though, circling back, Dean, what the fuck is negative eight or negative seven and a half? Uh, are you a rookie gambler here or what, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Come on. Damn, if you... Shots fired at the pit boss. Yeah, that's, that's pretty early. That's, did I say it incorrectly? Because I thought I 100% did. Georgia, negative eight. Negative. Points. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, that's that's how Dean talks. If you've been listening to the pod long enough, he says some crazy, uh, ridiculous things, and he talks kind of funny. But, yeah, that's one of his things, negative. He also called women XY chromosomes the other day. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> we got a lot of – Got a lot oh, of classic shit. Team. Maybe, oh, ne- Georgia <laughs> minus eight. Oh, your boys are a little tips. Oh, I hear you. Okay. I didn't I, know if we were talking about decimal odds or something here. What's going on? Okay. No, just- no, no, no. Yes, Georgia, Georgia minus eight. I apologize about that. Yeah, so going back to the line for a quick second, all that money coming in on, in on Tennessee and that line hasn't budged. Yeah, um, so that's terrifying. Mammoths are sitting there waiting to bet Georgia if it gets to seven and a half or seven. Um, and I don't think it's going to happen. Um, there's a lot of public money that's come in. Who knows? Maybe it'll get there, but uh, I'll be looking to add Georgia do some teasers more than likely. Right. Um, Dean, Dean mentioned this, right. You want to go? Yeah. I was just saying one, one thing I'm like super excited to see with uh, the uh, Georgia is like known for having a deep defensive front and they rotate a lot, but with Carter banged up and Smith out now, I'm curious to see how like that's going to be impacted with Tennessee's fucking super high paced offense, especially right out of my mouth. Especially late in the game, I feel like if, I feel like if I'm Tennessee, um, once third and fourth quarter comes, I am fucking going no huddle. I am not letting them rotate. And I'm going to have like fucking wounded ducks on the fucking pond. Took it right out of my mouth, Ray. Um, take someone else out of your mouth. Yeah, please do. 
we yeah. have um, we have really praised this Tennessee offensive line all year. They've actually they've done a really really good job keeping Hooker upright. Um, I think the first quarter is going to be very very telling if they if Georgia can get to him or not. Um, I think it's the key to the game because they can't match this offense, Georgia. Um, but if they can get enough stops, their offense is by far good enough. Um, to take it to Tennessee's defense. Um, but you said it, the, the rotate, the rotations on that defensive line, um, and that high powered fast paced offense. Um, I think it's the key to the game. And then I, just a couple prospects I'm looking at too, in this game, uh, Hyatt in particular, I mean, we all know he broke the school record for touchdowns this year. He's a big play threat. I'm curious to see how, uh, they use him. If they're going to keep taking those deep shots down the field with like Delman back too. With that vaunted uh, fucking Georgia front there, like I don't know if they're gonna try to get the ball out quick. That's been a big trend I feel like this year against those like elite front. They've been people teams have just been trying to get the ball out really fast. And then on Georgia, on like we'll go to the defensive side too. I guess kind of a counter to Hyatt, uh, Chris Smith, the fifth year senior safety. He's having a really nice year uh, returning, taking over that Lewis Seen role. Uh, he plays free safety like seventy percent of the time on snaps. Shout out PFF uh, Pro, whatever the fuck it's called. Only thing Nerd. I like about them. But um, I'm curious to see, you know, the Jets, we need a free safety next year for like really, really badly. So I'm curious to see how he, how he looks and plays. And just for uh, standings purpose, post this game, um, obviously, like we said, whoever wins this game is going to take control of the SEC East. Um, for Tennessee after this game, they're home against Missouri. They're at South Carolina and then they're at Vanderbilt. Um, so nothing too testing. Um that if they take a loss, feel okay. Um, Georgia is at Mississippi State, at Kentucky. Tough two road games back-to-back after this game. Um, and then home against Georgia Tech to round out the season. Fellas, this this could be it. So I'm really looking forward to this game. I hope it's a good game. Uh, really nice to get Cedric Tillman back to pair alongside Hyatt, who Ray mentioned, obviously. Um Really want to see those corners for Georgia too against those guys. Um, those are two first round day two talents. All right, fellas. We'll move on to the second game. Another SEC battle. Got number six Alabama at number 10 LSU. Alabama, a 13 and a half point favorite right now. Both teams coming off a bye. Got two weeks to prepare for each other. Um, Alabama had a nice win against Mississippi State, um, and LSU took it to. To Ole Miss at home, Jaden Daniels played really, really well. Dino, what do you think about this game? Oh, yo. Um, I mean, first, jumps off the page. You've seen it on basically every forum, every tweet. But obviously, Bama's gotten the better of the Tigers, and they've won 10 of the last 11, with that only L, of course, being in the 2019 championship. So clearly, Saban has had their number, not only the team's number, but also – Brian Kelly's number while he was over at Notre Dame forgot the I forgot the record but just it was it, it's domination I'll simply say it every time we preview a Bama game although I don't see it being in the stars to make this game close Brian Kelly's gonna have to definitely adopt the Texas and Tennessee plan on offense and that's exploiting the deep game and that back end of the defense on Bama it's shown that it can pretty easily be exploited if it has a capable quarterback and Jaden Daniels is just that he's been playing lights out 
Uh, on the other side of the ball, I really don't see the Tigers getting pass rush to Bryce Young at all. They're tied for 63rd in the in the country with only 17 sacks on the year. And they've played some, they've had their fair share, some pretty piss poor, uh, you know, competition. So that's, that's basically my full take on the game. All right. Chris, what are you looking for in this game? Yeah. A little bit of a different take than Dean. I preface this with, uh, I hate Brian Kelly here. So I do. Have a bit <laughs> of bias. Um, but I think Bam is on a mission to win and, and win convincingly this weekend. Um, Bam has only given up. 13 points a game outside of the Tennessee game in the SEC so far. Um, been fairly dominant. Um, but that being said, I think this has the potential to get sloppy, um, just given the history of Bama and LSU. Um, so I, I do see the the inconsistent offenses potentially rearing their ugly heads here um, and, you know, maybe slowing down the offensive scoring pace a bit. So uh, looking for an under, if anything, but uh, more interested to watch this game than anything. I like that. What's the under the over under right now? Fifty six uh, and a half, I think. Yep. I just want to touch. I did say I don't see it in the stars when I went over that. I just kind of wanted to play devil's advocate because I figured we would obviously be majority of the time talking about how Alabama's probably going to dominate. Right, Ray. You touching this thirteen and a half? I'm touching something. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, I, I think Alabama shit stomps LSU personally. Yeah, I think you guys both said it. I mean, Dean said it. Both coming off a bye. Um, Saban is LSU and Brian Kelly's daddy. Uh, I, I really do think that – I don't think this is going to be relatively close. I think Alabama needs to win convincingly, uh, try to like, boost their playoff stock, especially if um, if Tennessee can get by Georgia and Alabama shit stomps LSU. I think Alabama could uh, pull ahead of them in the uh, rankings, which would be massive. And also for that SEC West – they need they need to win. They need to win these next two games, two right. big fucking games, LSU and Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is going to give them more trouble than LSU. Um, LSU is kind of leaky against the run, too, 142 rushing yards allowed a game. I think Gibbs is going to have a field day. And to be honest, I know Dean said he was, like, praising Jaden Daniels a little bit. I think that guy fucking stinks. I think he's going to get fucking beat up a little bit. <laughs> Bryce Young is clearly the most more talented quarterback. I think Gibbs is, is – an elite running back in this game too. I th- I don't think it's gonna be close. Yeah, I love Gibbs rushing receiving yards combined over whatever Ooh. it's. Dude, I can't find fucking college player props anymore on these legal sites. It's fucking pissing me off. Yeah, bang my line. I know. Are you imply? Are you implying that you used to bet on an illegal site? Because right, that is illegal. Oh, betting on illegal sites is illegal. Oh, I didn't know that. Fucking dipshit. <laughs> I just I do also just want to chime in because I've been thinking about how the fact that I said negative and I want to defend myself. I've been I've been teaching multiplying fractions all I'm week. Not, I'm not kidding. No, 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 don't te- no, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Dude, I'm not even kidding. Time. If you said that is a viable excuse. Being a teacher, Dean, you've been saying negative for since I fucking known you to gamble. Don't fucking don't blame it on oh, teaching. I say minus. No, you do funny. not, Dean. Don't. I will play back the Bring fucking up the tape. tape. Bring up the tape. Play the tape. He's Damn. temping. Play the tape. I do not say negative. It doesn't edit, sound edit, right edit. at fucking all. You shouldn't, have, right. you shouldn't have started off with I've been teaching because like the only one would have been worse would have been like Andrew been like, I've been at the hospital for so long. Like, oh, oh my God. That's so pathetic. Fucking nurses. Am I kidding? 
Kristen at Dean's house a couple weeks ago, Kristen was like, you guys don't know what it's like to work an overnight shift as a nurse. I'm like, Kristen, cry me a fucking river. <laughs> like, honestly. Right, 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 right. I will not sit on this podcast and that we share and tolerate you putting down heroes. I won't do it. Okay. I mean, I, I don't have anything to say. I think I have some families that are nurses. They may listen, so... Yeah, I digress. <laughs> shout out Trish. Shout out Trish. Um, Ray, you mentioned the, the three-way tie at the top um, for Alabama at this game, like you said, at Ole Miss, then uh, home against Austin P, and then home against Auburn. Um, for LSU, they're at Arkansas, home against UAB, and then at Texas A&M. Um, so Alabama, two big games coming up for them. Yes, Ray. I I despise everyone's like oh SEC is the fucking best in college football. I <laughs> despise how they play slap dick teams in week eleven and twelve. It is pathetic. They should be ashamed of themselves. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Fuck. SEC is making the. It's make- such a joke, dude. Sure. Oh fucking Austin P. Are you shitting me? <laughs> I knew you'd like that. I'm not even kidding. When I wrote, when I was looking at the schedules, I was like, Ray is going to hate that. I for, I forgot about it too. I was looking at their oh, schedules yesterday, God. but Jesus Christ. That's, that's so good. All right. Let's move on to the second game. Uh, the third game got number 24, Texas at number 13, Kansas state, uh, Texas, a two and a half point favorite right now on the road. Um, Adrian Martinez for Kansas state returned to practice this week after not playing, but, they have been hush on who's going to be the starter. Will Howard looked really, really good um, last week against Oklahoma State. Kind of gave them a little new dynamic that they don't have with Martinez. He can really air, air it out. Ray, um, who do you like in this one? Uh, to be honest, this line caught me off guard. I think Texas on the road and their two-and-a-half-point favorites is baffling to me, if I'll be honest. Um Kansas State's defense just put up a fucking O against Oklahoma State. They're, I think they're the real deal, to be honest with you. Uh, they get a lot of pressure, really good up front. And then Texas's offense, is, I mean, Bijan Robinson is their offense right now, in my opinion. I, he's an elite. Everyone knows it. He can do everything, do it all. Uh, I really love him as a prospect, too. I think he's one of the few running backs who is going to be, like, graded consensusly in the first round. I'd be surprised if he fell out. But – um. I don't know, man. I just think Texas's offensive line isn't that good. I think you guys all know what I think about Quinn Ewers when he gets pressure. I think he backs up, kind of has that fucking Zach Wilson in him where he'll just like think he has a stronger arm and he doesn't just tries to chuck it. I think he's gonna be in for a world of trouble. Um, I really like Kansas State in this one. Does it matter who the quarterback is? Apparently not, because you're taking Kansas State. You oh no, no, it doesn't matter. I think their backup looked really good last week. They put up 48 against Oklahoma State's defense, which is probably better than Texas's. So yeah, I don't think the quarterback matters at all. And you guys know me; I love me some Adrian Martinez. Yeah, you do. I don't know why either. You hear that? Um, you hear that jealousy in his voice? That Quinn Ewers didn't come to Ohio State because I, I heard it. He did come to Ohio State. I'll say he this. left. He was on he was campus. A, he was a third string. That's Fucking... that's what I'm saying. What? Did he what? play at Ohio State? He left. Yeah, you said he didn't come to Ohio State. He did go to Ohio State. He left. Ohio yeah, State. good. Good riddance. Peace. Jesus Christ. Jealousy is not a good look on your right. Anyway, I, I, I hate it. And I know oh, I don't hate it. I know you guys hate it, though. Chris might like it, though. I just got to give a little summary because I agree. This line is definitely just really interesting, to say the least. Um, I do just kind of want to touch on it because obviously K-State just steamrolled Oak State for 48 zip, just like you said. 
and they created a ton of pressure against Spencer Sanders. But and and obviously Spencer Sanders, we've been praising him all year. He's he's been he's been great. Obviously, been battling a little bit of injury. We don't know how much that was ailing him during that game. But it is it is very noteworthy to talk about Texas last Texas's last outing. They just had a bye week. Was the week prior against the same team, that same Oak State team, and they lost thirty four forty one. And you know, redshirt freshman Quinn Ewers had the worst showing of his career this far. I think he's been solid. I know Ray kind of disagrees, but somehow this line is Texas minus two and a half on the road in Manhattan makes really on the surface makes no sense. Luckily though, I will talk, talk a little bit devil's advocate. Luckily for the Longhorns, they do rank third in the big 12 for rush defense. And I think that's going to be huge because I feel like this offense majority of the time runs through Deuce Vaughn in that rushing attack. But I, I will be curious to see if viewers can possibly bounce back. Maybe in a big way. Maybe this is a statement game. I think it's possible. Uh, but he's in order to do that, he's definitely going to be need to need to avoid the pass rush of of Anadike Uzama. Sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly, but he's been an absolute animal. And that K-State, you know, pass rush has been solid. Yeah, one thing where Chris jumps into, I don't hate Ewers that much. I really don't. I think he's got a ton of talent and everything. I just think that his mechanical issues are going to be are a big problem, and he needs to clean that up if he wants to play in the NFL. That's all I'm going to say. Are we in the NFL yet, sir? No, we are we... draft. We are a draft podcast. Okay, Word. are we? Dean. Word, Dean. Yeah, Chris, what are you thinking about this game? <laughs> yeah, I don't have a ton on this game. Just some some interesting things that I, I kind of noted down looking at it. Yours was held in check by that Oak State defense that that got lit up by Kansas State last week. Um, I, I share Dean's Deuce Vaughn love uh, makes Kansas State a really fun offense to root for, and, and it'll be really interesting to set to see if he can do anything against that strong Texas rush D. Um, Kansas State, though, on their rush, D has been something that's been impressive. They're giving up four yards or less per carry in each of their last six. Um, so I'll be really interested to see Bijan, too, uh, as a big dynasty fantasy football fan, uh, see how he performs against uh, one of the stronger defenses he'll probably face this year. Uh, last thing before we move on to, I just one Please. prospect, one prospect I want to look, for, I'm looking at too, is uh, Texas linebacker DeMarvian Overshawn. He's a fifth-year senior. He's a 33rd overall recruit in his class, and he's like kind of a modern-day off-ball linebacker. He can do it all, 6'4", 225. He's got 58 tackles on the year, uh, six tackles for a loss, two and a half sacks. He's pretty decent in coverage too, so I feel like I love those long uh, off-ball linebackers nowadays. I feel like it's becoming a little bit of a trend, and there's a few in this class too, so uh, I'm curious to see if he can uh, uh, play, like show out and maybe rise a little bit for like a day-two prospect. All right, fellas, move on to the last game. Got number four, Clemson, on the road at Notre Dame. Clemson, a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Um, Clemson coming off a bye. Um, the previous game, obviously, a tight one against Syracuse. DJ was pulled in the third quarter. Um, Notre Dame played Syracuse last week, um, took it to them, beat the shit out of them. Ray, what are you thinking about this game? DJ's back in. I saw some some press conferences of, of Cade Klubnick uh, really being a good team player and saying this is DJ's team, uh, doesn't want to step on anybody's toes, trying to give the guy some confidence. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when you look at this game, I think the first thing that jumps out, you have to look at the line. 
Uh, Clemson's only minus three and a half at Notre Dame. I feel like that's really, really telling. Uh, you know my opinion on Clemson is just as a whole. I think Dabo Sweeney's a fucking loser, dork. Uh, I think they're kind of, <laughs> I, th- I think they're frauds. Uh, they haven't played anyone. I think all their close games, like you've said, uh, I think Wake Forest should have beat them, and I think Syracuse probably should have beat them too. And they have no one else. Like the rest, I think they have Miami. Uh, that's it on the way at the back. Uh, the rest of the year. Uh, Notre Dame, like you said, they just they just spanked that Syracuse team that gave uh, Clemson so much trouble. I'm, I think Notre Dame's defense is going to have a lot of pressure on them just because their quarterback play has been fucking atrocious. Horrible. Pine sucks. That other uh, redshirt freshman, I can't remember his name, who played against us, uh, Blue Dick, too. They can't pass the ball. And I think against this Clemson front, having to rely solely on the run, I think it's just – I don't <sighs> – I feel like it's just a recipe for disaster. This a really line, bad matchup for them. Yeah, this line is telling me to take Notre Dame, but my head and just looking at the matchup screams Clemson to me. Right. Dino, what are you thinking about this one? I was unreal close to making Notre Dame plus three and a half, obviously over that key number of three, as one of my bets this week. And I did. I ultimately, I ultimately didn't. But I totally agree with with Ray, and I'm honestly not going to harp much more than that. But by my account and by my eyes, that uh, Clemson team was being outplayed by Cuse. There was a about a three or four play series where they had two pretty bad calls go against them, in my opinion, where they really should have won that game. And obviously, the note I was pretty shocked that Notre Dame went into ca- the Carrier Dome and pretty much dominated them last week. And that's basically my main reason for wanting to take them. I, I ultimately didn't because I thought there were better, better bets out there. And this is still a Sunny Dykes podcast, so uh, not to not to spoil, but I spoiled. Good thing you didn't harp on that. Yeah, thank God. Uh, Chris, you like Clemson? You like you like a uh, Notre Dame upset? Um, kind of with the rest of the guys here. I do think Notre Dame can keep it close and and potentially pull off an upset here. Um, Clemson's inspired no confidence. He, I mean, Owanguile or whatever the fuck his name is is inspired no confidence in me whatsoever. <laughs> I think they've got questionable depth across the board too. Um, Notre Dame obviously underperformed early on in that transition to Marcus Freeman wasn't as smooth as they probably hoped. Um, but I think it's realistic to see them continue improving throughout the course of the season. And this being a, a real feather in his cap, if you will, um, to, to cause some excitement and, and gain some grounds in recruiting over the off season. Um, for me, it's going to be Notre Dame or pass, but, but probably a pass, uh, this one. Yeah, I just don't know. This is such a bad matchup for Notre Dame as like a run dominant team too. I kind of uh, fuck with the under forty four in college game. I feel like it's really ballsy, but yeah, I, I think these offenses both are not. I mean, it, again, this is another game that I feel like the first quarter is going to be really telling if Clemson gets to gets to them and gets a lot gets a ton of pressure against Syracuse. Tyler Davis had two sacks. Um, Simpson and Murphy both had a sack. Brissy had a sack. Like this front is just so freaking dominant. Um, I don't know if Notre Dame can their offense can overcome this. Um, and it's shot honestly because it's like a cakewalk for Clemson into the playoff, which is honestly ridiculous because they get beat down by any of these other three teams. If Clemson, if Clemson's team name was TCU, 
they wouldn't be ranked right. at four. They'd be probably right. ranked like seven. But um, you mentioned Trenton Simpson. I'm super excited to see the Simpson versus uh, Michael Meyer matchup. I want to see them kind of. I want to see Simpson get put on him a couple times to see how he is in coverage because they're probably the two best players on the field. I think it's going to be a really telling matchup to see see because I think Simpson is going to need to show he can cover at the next level. I think that's something that makes him look so valuable because he plays the slot even. So I think that matchup can be pretty big because besides Michael Meyer, Notre Dame has fucking no one. Right. Anybody got anything to add, or should we move on? Let's go. Let's get the fucking main event. Let's do it. Let's talk some units. Let's talk some bets. Um, We'll start with Dean. Dean's red hot in college. And a perfect record last week. Dino, what do you got for us this week? Um, So my two bets, we touched on it a ton. So you can go back and look at it. I'm going to not take Texas with the points. Uh, giving points, I apologize, because I think that's a little sus. But I feel like Vegas is trying to hint at us that they think this offense is a little bit better than what we perceive it to be. I think they expect a Quinn Ewers definitely bounce back game. To what extent we see that as or it happens, can't be totally sure. But it is under the key number of 28, and I like this game to be scrappy, especially in the fourth quarter and just – accumulate some random points really and uh i'm gonna take texas over 27 and a half team total minus 115 and that's gonna be for two and a half units it's gonna be half my load per use then the other half of my load i'm not even gonna give you an explanation this is sony dyke's motherfucking podcast tcu minus eight and a half at home against Texas Tech, their their offense is still third in the country in points scored, uh, and they average about 11 points more or 10.4, I don't know, something like that, more than Texas Tech does. Their defensive statistics and their defensive efficiencies line up with it as well, line up with Texas Tech's as well. So they're at home. Give me uh, – give an eight and a half. I'll take – I'll take uh, TCU. That's going to be minus one ten, by the way. So no explanation. No like, explanation what? turned into a, a longer explanation. <laughs> that was not a longer explanation. That was nothing. Dean's was- channeling his Shakespeare shit, going on fucking long ass monos. Yeah. Tell you this, I'm having I'm I'm having claws, white claws, at an alarming alarming rate right now, and I still have no. You've clue. had one. I chugged three since we've been start since we started this podcast. Okay, okay, what are you watching? I walked away twice. Do some math. Okay, Chris, you go. Chris, you're up. Yeah, it. Chris, go ahead. I couldn't be more more cold in college. Um, no, I would beg to differ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it feels good that I'm I'm partially partially on uh, on the board with him here. Uh, decided to go with a five unit fade my gut parlay. Love uh, that over here. Um, loved Kansas State the more I looked into this game. So naturally, um, followed followed Dean's uh, logic and went with Texas money line. Um, we talked early in the Georgia Tennessee game. I thought there was an opportunity for there to be points early there. Uh, so fading myself, I like first half under thirty three and a half. Yeah, um, and then it. State, I fully expect to bounce back. Um, you don't go out and get embarrassed like they did last week. Um, so therefore, Kansas money line minus one ten to stick it to 
uh, the Cowboys. So five. Fade God. Damn, Chris, you're talking to the actual Fade God. Let's fucking go. Let's get it. Welcome to the pod. Right. You want to go? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Let me see. Let me pull my shit up. Uh, yeah, so I'm going all games that we talked about, actually. Uh, I have not won a teaser yet this year, but I will put my hand to God. <laughs> this is a lock. If this doesn't if this doesn't hit, I will retire from teasers for the foreseeable future. Uh, Seven-point teaser, Tennessee plus 15, Bama minus six and a half, four units on that. I think that's as close to a lock as you can get in this fucking business. And then second bet was my last unit. I'm going Kansas State money line for all the reasons I laid out earlier. I just think they're gonna they're gonna pressure yours too much. He's gonna make some mistakes, and their defense is too good. Love that, and I will follow you with a seven point teaser. Even though we said we would stop, um, hell no, we will never stop. Uh, I got the, I got over forty eight and a half in Ohio State Northwestern. Um, honestly, I think if Northwestern scores one touchdown, that game isn't over. Um, I so they, love- they, they get negative ten points. That game's not over. Yeah. Um, so love that one. And then Ray, I am with you. I have Tennessee plus 15 and a half, uh, got two and a half units to win two and a half plus a hundred there. And then I got another money line parlay that I've been smashing. think this is a lock too. Um, UNC on the road at Virginia. I think they win by 20 plus, um, that offense is rolling Mississippi state at home against Auburn and then UCLA on the road at Arizona state, another plus 100 parlay. Uh, 2.5 to win 2.5, fellas. Damn. Quick point on UNC. Love me some Josh Downs the more I've been watching of him. Um, he's going to be a really good NFL player, in my he's, opinion. He's been around for a while, too. Yeah, he has been. Well, they just had so many dudes in the last couple of years that, like, he was on, like, special team. He was great on special teams, and now he's, like, starting to get his opportunity the last two years, for sure. All right, fellas, so that'll do it for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening to part one of our preview episode. Stick with us. Got some big NFL talk, including Jets Bills. We got everybody here today to talk about that one, so stay tuned with that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two and continue on with us as we continue this 2022-2023 season. Fellas, appreciate you. Peace.